Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, this is Megan Hillica. Welcome to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. I was just away for the weekend with some really good friends. A lot of them I've been friends with since childhood. And it was so fun to get together with these ladies that I've known for years and years. There's nothing like people who just get you and who you can share everything with. Um, The perfect weekend to me is when we have laughs where tears are rolling down our faces and cries where tears again are there and everything in between. It's my favorite and when we can share it all the joys and the sorrows and really get to the heart of where each person is at in their life so that's the place I'm coming to you today from grateful for the amazing people I have in my life but today I want to talk about emotions but a little bit about emotions from a little bit different perspective today We're going to think about how to stay present in the midst of emotions and how to not get overwhelmed by emotions. If you are coming to this podcast today feeling very stuck in an emotion and you feel like you're feeling so out of control with your emotions, um, maybe it's hard to even think straight because you're so consumed by the emotions you feel. You don't even know what you think or who you are anymore. I hope to shed some light on this for you today. Maybe you've been believing that if you feel an emotion, (laughs) that it must be true. Like if you're feeling angry, maybe you feel justified in the anger or you're right to feel angry. Or if you've been feeling guilt and feeling stuck in the guilt, Maybe you've been believing that you're feeling guilty because you are guilty or because it's true. But here's why this can be so detrimental and keeping you stuck in this emotion. When your emotions are in control and you're believing that because the emotion is there, it must be true. You know, like people say all the time, like, listen to what you're feeling and do what feels, um, right for you or feeling the emotion listen to the emotions that you can't that you're like those must be it's almost like they they kind of say it as because you're feeling something that it must be true but what I'm offering here today that just because you are feeling something doesn't mean it's the truth and it can be very difficult to see clearly when emotion is blinding your vision So kind of like if I gave you glasses while you're driving that were foggy, (laughs) like all of a sudden all these foggy, these glasses are full of fog and with the emotion, 
you're trying to drive with foggy glasses and when you've been driving with foggy glasses you may have noticed that this has caused problems in your relationships it may have kept you stuck in this emotion spinning in it and making you feel out of control maybe reactive to situations where something can happen and you're spinning for days or weeks trying to get back to stable ground after you know one situation or a little trigger or something that happens um, maybe even though you're trying to learn how to feel and process emotions that you've been experiencing so we all know that emotions come in our life and they are a normal experience we have especially with grief and when we experience an emotion it can happen that that emotion also connects with a belief a thought or something and this emotion becomes absolutely true or justified and it's it's like the meaning we make around feeling an emotion so any emotion you feel it's usually especially if you can feel it even after something has happened like so it's not happening anymore but if you think about that situation and you can feel the emotion it me might mean that you've made a lot of meaning about that emotion so let's think this way right now for this moment that emotions are there to cause us to do something so mind let's think that mind causes the emotion to try get you to do something and often it can go this way that emotion comes and if the emotion turns on and you take the action and then the emotion turns off because the action is completed then the emotion is done and that can be useful but what happens with emotions that cause a ton of pain and suffering it's like the emotion turns on it's trying to get you to take an action and then it just keeps turning on it stays on because you can't take the action it's trying to get you to take and that's where the pain comes in so it's like if I were tapping you on the shoulder once or twice or a few times it wouldn't be that big of a deal right it's just kind of like okay yep but if I kept tapping you on the shoulder for two months straight your shoulder would be in significant pain so this is like mind trying to get you to do something that you can't do and that's why it's so painful and when this happens the foggy glasses cover the eyes and then you can't see clearly and you make all sorts of assumptions and guesses and meanings of things when things are all foggy and this is not the time to make decisions to like it really like when we're in a high emotional state it's so challenging to see any differently than what we have been seeing with foggy glasses and I want to offer some tips and tools to kind of stay grounded and present even while ex experiencing an intense emotion so part of being able to automatically be grounded is to clear the fogginess off the glasses that you've been putting on so these glasses that have been making it foggy and this kind of like stuckness that happens in the mind so there's these glasses this foggy and it's because of this stuckness that's happening in the mind because the mind keeps causing this emotion to come up because it's trying trying to get you to do something for whatever reason that mind thinks you can do so like if mind if if for example let me give you a quick example if if you've been thinking um 
I wish I could go back and change something. Mine doesn't read that as like, I wish I could go back and change it. Mine reads it as go back and change it because it doesn't read things as past or present. It, if you're thinking it, mine believes it can happen. And so when this thought keeps you know going through your head, I wish I could go back and change it. Mine's like, okay, go back and change it. And you can't change it. And so it's this cycle of pain and suffering. Is that making some sense? I, I hope so. But when you can make an impact on the mind so that it stops causing this emotion, so the mind gets it that it can't go back and change it, the mind understands that, okay, like I, there's nothing that can be done about this. I can't go back and change it. Then the emotion automatically doesn't happen anymore. And the mind stops trying to get you to take that action and those thoughts stop coming. And the glasses are suddenly cleared. So it's when mind fully gets it that it doesn't need to cause the emotion any longer because it gets it that the action can't be taken. Then the mind stops causing the emotion. So let's think about anger. I'll give you an example with anger. If we can think that anger is caused by the mind to get you to bite really hard on something as a means of protecting you or your loved ones. So that's kind of like, like the, the basic way of thinking that let's think right now, um, that anger is caused by the mind to get you to bite really hard and it is a protection mechanism and the anger is only clouding your vision though because when was the last time you have needed to bite someone really hard and that would solve the issue that's happening so if anger happened and you needed to take an action so say anger turned on did whatever needed to be done and then the anger turned off but what happens when anger is still there when the event is no longer happening this isn't going on anymore. The thing isn't going on anymore, but anger is still happening. Now this is part of being a human. And while sometimes it can feel like the anger is justified or you need to feel the anger for some reason and like anger can feel really intense. Um, but like for other say life forms, other animals, they don't, walk around being angry about something that happened 10 years ago and for us as humans this can easily happen because we have this like past present future um thinking and so it's we can easily be angry about something that happened 10 years ago and for animals that doesn't happen they're not angry about something that happened 10 years ago but when you think about anger um, maybe you're feeling like the anger, like I said, could be justified or you need to feel the anger for some reason, maybe to protect yourself or to prove something. Um, do you think you could do more about the situation if you could see clearly through the glasses? So if you think that the anger clouds your vision with these glasses, it kind of clouds the glasses, what would happen if you could see clearly and um, you could make more clear decisions. Your brain could function better. 
Like if you've been experiencing anger, does the anger help with the situation? And so would it be better to clear the anger so that you could see clearly and then you can take the actions that you really want to rather than being controlled by the anger and doing things blindly because of it. So does this make some sense? Like the anger is most of the time not useful because it doesn't really help you take the actions you want to take. It just makes your jaw stronger so you can bite really hard. But when you when your mind is clear of that, then you can decide and make more decisions from a kind of clear-minded place. So this is where a few RRT sessions could significantly help with that. All of that is like definitely in the realm of RRT and that's something I could help you with. So that would help clear up some of the parts of stuckness so it doesn't continue to happen. But as emotional beings and as emotions will keep coming up in your life, learning how to process and flow through the emotions, like say an emotion turns on, the action is taken, the emotion turns off, or the emotion is turned on, you recognize that the emotion is turned on and that there's no action to take. You can communicate that to mind that there's nothing to be done and then the emotion can be turned off. But learning how to separate emotions and thoughts while in the emotion so that you can <laughs> like really notice that difference so that when you are feeling an emotion, even though you're thinking something in your head, you can identify that it's not real in the moment, even though it's feeling so real. So did that even make some sense? So like if I am feeling very, very angry, even though I'm feeling angry and thinking really horrible thoughts, I'm also super aware in the moment as well that these thoughts I'm thinking are extreme. They aren't true. And I know when the anger calms down, like when I really sit with that emotion and process it and not act from it, this doesn't mean acting out in anger. This means really just feeling the anger in my body. When the anger calms down, those thoughts won't feel so true anymore. They won't feel so real because the intensity of the emotion has disappeared. And what I believe helps cultivate this idea of really being able to be present with intense emotions in your body and it's not something you can just go to intense emotions right away. It's all about regulating your nervous system as well is learning how to meditate, learning how to be present with what is in your body and learning how to notice your thoughts in your mind without making any meaning of the thoughts going through your mind, literally just <laughs> noticing them. I know I've talked about meditation a million times on here before, but I'd again recommend you to do it again. Try doing five minutes of meditation. Seriously, just setting your timer for five minutes, just breathing in and out. And if meditation is too difficult, I would absolutely recommend getting a session or two of RRT and then doing a meditation again, trying it out again. For me, it's really given me more sense of awareness of what's going on in my body and giving me that awareness like if I've been really angry to know that it's anger and what's going through my head isn't true. So because of meditation and mindfulness practices, I mostly, <laughs> I say mostly because obviously I'm not perfect and I'm a human, but I'm able to stay mostly calm and grounded 
even though intense emotion is running through my body. Again, this doesn't mean I'm perfect or anything, but practicing meditation certainly has lended to a more stable internal state and like even feeling like I can regulate my emotions way quicker, way better, way easier. And even if it's not feeling very stable inside, that in the moment I can know this is just an emotion. If I sit with it, it will flow through me. If I sit with the emotion, all these things that are going through my head won't feel so true anymore. So if I can suggest somewhere to start, just start with the five minutes of meditation. Set a timer for five minutes and either just focus on your breath, going in and out, following your breath. And if you notice your mind wander, that's perfectly fine. It's really not about keeping your mind completely focused on your breath or trying to keep your mind still. Like, do you think your mind wants to be trapped and contained? Would you like that if you're trying to like trap and contain yourself? And if you're trying to do that, of course, you know, your mind is going to like rebel at that. So your mind would not like to be trapped and contained. So just notice and bring it back. And it's okay if it drifts off to somewhere else. And all there is to do is to keep bringing it back to your breath. And if you really don't like focusing on your breath um, for the five minutes, you could just notice and become aware of like parts of your body for the five minutes. And with the noticing, it's like you're just noticing and being with different parts of your body. There's nothing that you have to do. There's no judgments you have to make. In fact, the less judgments and the less worrying about how you need to fix or change something, the better. Just be in those moments, noticing your body, noticing tension, tightness, or pain. And again, you can even think in your mind while you're doing this, like nothing needs to be done. You're just being there, sitting there with these sensations in your body, and you don't have to to do a thing about them so do that for the five minutes whichever one um, of those two feels better and truly with both a session of RRT and this five minutes of awareness or meditation you can begin to feel so much more grounded and calm in your body and when you're more grounded in your body you don't have those out of control reactions and responses to things that happen, those things that you don't have control over in your life that happen um, to you because you literally, when, when, like, when it's a out of control reaction, it literally is because you can't control those in the moment. But when you are start bringing your body to a more aware state and connected to what's going on with your body, and then clearing the reason why mind is causing the emotion in the first place or reacting in that way, it will do so much for you. I hope this helps my friend. Um, I'm doing two sessions for clearing anxiety for good. So in two sessions, we can make a huge difference with your anxiety if you've been experiencing anxiety. And I'm doing two sessions at a discounted rate for the first 10 people that do this with me and after that it will go up to full price so you can go to meganhillica.com slash be anxiety free 
to register for those two sessions and we can work together to really make a difference for you in this area. Take care, my friends. See you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for Gravy Moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.